Hello, hello, legends, and welcome to another episode of Off Air. It's the new sport and pop podcast where Nick Stewart and myself pull apart the three biggest stories of the week. And as usual, Nick doesn't know what the stories are. I like to surprise him, so I give you a little sneak peek at what we're going to be tucking into. Coming up on today's podcast, uh, we're getting into Daniel Andrews, the Premier of Victoria, who has started like a state war with other premiers. Um, And I think he's punching down because he's having a crack at South Australia. And I'm very sorry for you if you live in Adelaide already. Um, The other topic that we're getting into is, I guess, the next step in the Black Lives Matter conversation. Now things have moved on and we're talking about the removal of uh, two different things, of statues and um, the kind of altering of history um, and also the removal of certain TV shows and movies that are being pulled down off streaming networks and services. We're going to get into all of those on the other side of this. Welcome to Off Air. Tim, Nick, yeah, with Nick and Tim, it's real talk, yeah, it's real walk. This ain't gossip, it's just what we say when we're off air. It's real talk, it's real talk. Just two opinions, we spit what we say. We off air, it's real talk. It's true talk. It's two opinions, we spit what we say when we off air, baby. And we're live. We're connected, Nick and Tim, for another episode of Off Air. G'day, Nick Stewart. How are you going, mate? Good, mate. I'm just, uh, this is just, technology is a wild thing. I mean, I'm sitting in the spare bedroom of my uh, parent-in-law's house, uh, hunched over a table, uh, slightly under a lamp, talking into a microphone, and, and here we are, mate, living the future. It's the future. It's now. The world is a little bit upside down at the moment, but um, you're having a good time. So great. <laughs> ah, race riots. What of them? I mean, they they seem to have simmered down a little bit. I did notice that America has blown up again with uh, a record number of cases of coronavirus, and there's a new oh, infection God. in Beijing. So, I mean, and even New Zealand who thought they were free of it after 28 yeah. days and two old ladies come over from the UK and literally repropagate the pandemic into their country. How did, how did they get in? I thought that their borders were completely closed and I saw this story. How did these two women get in? Do you know? So they were trying to do, so they, they're doing something similar to Australia where uh, for compassionate reasons, they'll let people in the country, but you have to uh-huh. isolate for two weeks. And essentially these two UK ladies uh, painted a really uh, like basically a sob story to the people who were running the isolation facility. And they were like, okay, we'll let you two out, but oh, only no. if you dive directly to Wellington. And then it all blew up and apparently they got lost and then they kissed some people. And Are you being serious? No, I'm hundred <laughs> percent serious. That's what happened. They kissed some people. It was girls on tour. <laughs> Things got loose. And all of a sudden New Zealand has coronavirus again. This thing is so <laughs> contagious. It is oh, ridiculous. Wow. At wow. the time of, so I think today is the 18th or the 19th of? 18th. Yeah, yeah. Thursday, the 18th of June. It's about 3.30. I think today alone, there was uh, something like 18 new cases in Victoria. Yeah, we're actually going to get to that in a, in a little bit. Spoiler alert for story number one. But um, I wanted to kick the podcast off a bit differently this week. I was talking to my old housemate, Danielle, who has become a bit of a regular listener. And she had an idea. Um, she said, look, it's not an original idea but all my favorite podcasts do it. So I think you should steal it. Her recommendation is that we should start the podcast each week with recommendations um, where we recommend some things, whatever we've been reading or listening to or eating or whatever we like from the week. So do you want to do it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Can you give me a little taste tester? Can you? I can feed give you. A... A... Yeah. I, I I think it's an honor to do the first ever recommendation, and I'm going to set the bar very very low because Ellie, my girlfriend, and I have been getting into what I think is the worst dating show ever created on the planet, but we are addicted to it. Um, Nick, we've been watching a show. It's on nine nine now or nine go. It's called Naked Attraction. Have you seen this show? Is this the one where the they're like in it, basically standing naked and a little door like creeps up and you see the genitals first and make <laughs> decisions based on that? That's exactly it. So there's like one main person. So let's say you have like the main person is like a straight girl and she's standing in the middle of the room and then they have five like Power Ranger pods. And the the pod like doorway rises until you can see, and it's completely not blurred. You see full dick and balls, <laughs> and from that point, <laughs> she has to <laughs> reject somebody based solely on their genitals. Oh, I mean, she you can look at their feet or whatever you want. What's the number one? The- just quickly, what's the number yeah. one characteristic people avoid when they see the the penis? Like what what is the oh, thing that makes people do they go it's too big or do they go like that one hangs to the left or There's a lot of things. There's like uh I mean some there are some with piercings. There's the sizes. There's uh, we saw one that had like a green discoloration. Oh, he well, was you're not straight going out of that, are you? Yeah, I like, mean, go to, go to a chemist. If you why would you on go show. on that show? If you're, are you just I hoping that the person that is like judging you as a doctor and is going to give you some free medical <laughs> advice? Not only are you voted thing- off, but you need penicillin stat. Yeah. So the best thing about the show is so it keeps going creeping up and they kick somebody out each round until eventually they choose one winner and then they go on a date but the thing that i love about the show the most is that the person doing the choosing comes across as such an asshole for the entire half hour that the date never works out because from the other person's perspective you're standing in a pod listening to someone be like Mm, that dick's not quite right. Mm, I don't know. He's got, or, or then in vice versa. Like it's so much worse when it's a dude and he's like, "Don't know about those tits. Nah, they're not good enough." See you later, Orange Pod. Oh yeah. And so all gone. the other people, all the other people left in the pod are like, "I hate this person," and then the date goes terribly. So it's really just the best hot mess that I've ever found. God, that does sound just terrible. That's as good as that. What was that? Um... Chinese dating show that you and I used to love watching. Uh, on... If you are the one. Oh, yeah. If you are the was... one, which was so brutal. Um, yeah. And there was like, what was it? 20, 20 women and one guy would come out, something like that. It's fantastic. I do love that. Um, mm. So you want a recommendation from me? I've been watching a lot of crap. I've got to be honest with you. I've been watching and reading a lot of crap lately. Uh in terms of reading, I've been reading these really bad novels. If I can recommend anything, just go go listen. <laughs> Am I allowed to recommend another podcast? Is that allowed? Yeah, no, you definitely can recommend a podcast. I mean, this what, is what? an easy one, but the Bill Simmons podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network is terrific. And also Joe Rogan recently did a podcast with Bill Burr, which is three hours uh, of just sensational stuff. Uh, okay. So that'd be my two. But... I am sort of assuming if you have made it to off air, you're probably listening to two of the most listened to podcasts in the world, anyway. <laughs> but you might, but you might not have listened to like that Joe Rogan, um, or or that 
Uh, what was the other one? Bill Simmons. Uh, Bill Simmons. He's doing some great uh, Black Lives Matter stuff at the moment because he okay. really, and it's actually really cool because he really screwed the pooch early on in the piece and did a really mm-hmm. tone deaf, one sided podcast. And it's interesting to watch someone who I look up to sort of have to scramble back and right. and and try to uh, open their eyes a little bit, I guess, from the bubble that they've probably been living in when you sell your podcast network for a hundred million dollars to Spotify. <laughs> Wow, is that what he made? Yeah. Oh my god. Dude, we gotta keep making. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna keep making episodes. We're currently putting it on Spotify for free. They they never come back. It's fine. Uh, All right. So, what's the three stories? I'm I'm excited about this week. I feel like there might be some more positive stuff out there than has been the past couple of weeks. Well, we're gonna start off with something funny, I think, and then we might get a little bit more serious. Are you ready for story number one? Let's do it. Story number one, Daniel Andrews, uh, Victorian Premier, starts an Australian state war with his words, I don't want to be offensive to South Australians, but why would you want to go there? This has just come out in the last 24 hours and I love it. Nick, have you seen it? What do you think? I mean, I did think it was funny given it came out about a day after he ceded power of his own party uh, to the (laughs) National Labor Party because of a complete, uh, just because they were rife with corruption and he's had about three or four ministers go. I was like, that's a power move, Dan Andrews, to still shit on South Australia when you can't even govern your own state and there's just been 18 breakouts of coronavirus. Um, And also, we know why you go to South Australia, to either become a serial killer or drink wine it's one of the two it's a beautiful place (laughs) we have so um i live in victoria nick lives in queensland um i'm originally from new south wales so i think we've got a few of the states represented here in our little podcast i really am enjoying watching it really has become like a little uh state war between all the different premiers all around australia because they are all competing Mm. um and at the moment victoria are getting we're getting our ass kicked like you said 18 new cases yesterday and south australian premier stephen marshall so what he's done he's reopened the borders of south australia to northern territory wa and tasmania and he said i'm looking forward to opening the borders to maybe Queensland next, yeah, and then potentially yeah, New South Wales, and then Victoria. So we're like the bottom. I mean, you know, I'm a proud Queenslander, and I got to say, uh, we cop a lot of flack, but when mm. it comes to locking down, we do. I mean, Bob Catter and Pauline Hanson have been basically asking for us to be cut off as our own country for about thirty <laughs> years. So when it came to closing down the borders, we knew what was up. Plus, sneaky little thing that I don't think uh, Victorians and New South Welshmen know is that while our borders are shut to you, your borders are very much not shut to me. I'm sitting in Yamba right now, which is about three hours south of the border. And for a Queenslander to get a permit to go out and in, it took uh, my fiancé, Jazz, and I literally 10 seconds. We registered online, got the pass, we're fine. So Queenslanders can do whatever they want. It's actually you guys that can't come up and visit us. Really? And and so if you go into... So Yamba's in New South Wales, is yeah. that right? Yes. So if you go into New South Wales, they're happy for you to just turn around and walk back into Queensland? You don't have to do anything? Yeah, because you guys know how much of a hellhole cesspit you're running here. So you're like, look, we're happy for any kind of tourism dollars. <laughs> Please, please leave the coronavirus at the door. But otherwise, uh, let's bring it on. No, I'm just, look, we don't get a chance as Queenslanders to be pious very often. And we get called a lot of things. 
Um, you get state of origin. You get exactly. like really state of origin, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and, the and rest we haven't of the even year, won that the it. past couple of times. And I yeah. know we've got a few tunes out there. I know quite a few of the most deranged people in Australia come from our state. Uh, Pauline Hanson, Clive Palmer, Bob Catter, Kyle Sandilands, <laughs> Alan I mean, Jones. Bob... <laughs> Is he from Queensland as well? Yeah, Bob baby. Catter... Bob Catter went to Parliament. Uh, this didn't even make it into our top three stories. But did you see that Bob Catter showed up to Parliament dressed as the Grim Reaper yesterday? <laughs> no, but it doesn't. His last his last campaign promotional video was him shooting a Liberal and a Labor Party member and then blowing the smoke off the top of the gun. <laughs> he, Bob Catter doesn't give a fuck, and I love it. I'm here for it because because look, secretly, and I think this has mm. been exposed a little bit more recently than ever. Mm-hmm. AFL considerably more racist than rugby league, even though rugby league is treated like whoa. the two-headed cousin. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We have yeah. always celebrated Indigenous players in that sport, uh, predominantly because rugby league is generally a lower socioeconomic, so it's a bit of a melting pot anyway. But I don't remember us ever booing our proudest Indigenous player or most successful Indigenous player to the point where they had to retire. Uh, And I definitely don't remember people posting photos of monkeys as has happened in the past week uh, when it comes to Eddie Betts in the AFL. So as far as I'm concerned, anyone south of the border can suck it, Tim. Wow. Oh my God. 12 minutes into the podcast. It's happened. I I just need, I just want to distance myself from everything that you've just said. No, Um, suck it. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't. Far out. You, you've put me in a corner. I don't actually want to distance myself to everything because uh, all of the things that you've referenced have really happened. The Adam Goods thing, I think, is absolutely embarrassing. I don't know about. I don't think Nick that we should start a war with everybody. I'm in Victoria. We, I, I don't think we should start a war with all of Victoria. No, Northern Territory is cool. I'm down with them. Just the state of oh, Victoria. God. I have like three friends there. You're one of them. Everyone else, I'm tired of you just loving the smell of your own farts. Oh, wow. Whatever. Come up. Okay. I'll tell you what. Come up to Queensland, quarantine for two weeks, and fight me. <laughs> there you go. Story number two, Tim. <laughs> We're going to move. We're going to move on. Story number two. Okay, so... um. Story number two, we're actually going to do almost a combined session now, which is a first for us. We're going to do story number two and story number three. And this, I feel like we're about a week behind on. But um, Sarah jumped onto our Facebook page, the Off Air group, which uh, if you listen and you're not a part of the page, jump in um, on Facebook. And she wrote, super keen on your thoughts about the removal of certain movies and TV shows from streaming services overnight. Um. And just to um, build on that a little bit, in the last week, the Black Lives Matter conversation has grown considerably. And now a lot of the conversation is, what should we be changing? And there are kind of two major roads that are being traveled down. One of them is what Sarah brought up, which is the removal of certain movies and TV shows. Um, And the other one is the removal of statues with uh, that essentially depict racist people from history. And I think that they're very closely linked. So I wanted to open them up together, but kind of walk down the two paths separately. Let's take on Sarah's one first. Nick, the removal of these movies and TV shows, uh, things like The Mighty Boosh, 
Everything Chris Lilly, Angry Boys, Summer Heights High, We Can Be Heroes, Jonah from Tonga, uh, Little Britain, Faulty Towers, Gone with the Wind have all been taken off their streaming services. What do you think about it all? That's really interesting, isn't it? Uh, like it's mm. being so it's being branded as cancel culture. Uh, yeah. That's the phrase that everyone is throwing around. I think you just said something interesting there, though, because uh, when it comes to TV shows uh, being taken off those streaming services, and when it comes to statues being removed, I actually I actually think they're two entirely different things. But I think you're right; they're being viewed under the same scope. Mm. Netflix is a company and companies run Mm. for profit. Netflix has every right to pick and choose whatever programs they want to show. So that's where I found Mm. it really interesting because we're not burning books in the street. You can Mm. still go to the BBC, I'm assuming, I haven't tried to, and buy a Mighty Boosh DVD. I still have one in my cupboard at home. So... Netflix as a private entity are always uh, going to be concerned with their profits first and foremost. So there would have been mm-hmm. financial reasons for these decisions to be made. So ultimately, I don't know, man, I don't really care. Like if they want to get rid of them, that's fine. They're not deleting them from history. And also I think that that we'll probably have a broader conversation about deleting things from history when we move on to the the statues, but, but I think people losing their, their mind because faulty towers was taken off Netflix is a bit odd Mm. and, and and just a bit faux. There's a bit of faux outrage there on both sides. If that makes sense. How do you pick and choose? It's like last week when we spoke about, do you look back now and say, well, stuff in Harry Potter was racist Mm. or, or will stuff in this or that was racist. I think if, if nobody at all mentioned when it was happening, that, 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 that was a racist thing, then it's really hard to go back because obviously the point well, of that's society what they're doing. Is, I mean, that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that in itself is wrong. But but I don't think Netflix is doing that by pulling it off. I think that they're just looking after their own investments. What's your take on that? Um, I do think that they're different conversations, although they're obviously linked. They're linked, um, yeah. The, the statues and the TV shows and movies. I want to talk about the TV shows and movies for starters, um, just on its own. And I'll start by saying my opinion on this may change. Uh, So this is me from the perspective that I have at this point in time. I think that pop culture is a really important thing in society. And I think that it almost acts as a marker of where we're at at any given point in time in society. And We've spoken about this before, how if you watch even slightly older TV shows, things like Friends that aren't that old, there are totally uh, homophobic remarks that would never make it off, uh, make it onto the screens today if, if, if a show like that was being made. Well, it's a diverse and- show too, Tim. I mean, think of all the <laughs> yeah. think of all the people of color that are represented in Friends, and think yeah. of all, think of all the the LGBTQI community that are represented in Friends as well. It's just, I mean, Gunther, who runs the coffee shop, is uh, one of the the most gay people I've ever seen in my life, and even he has a crush on Rachel. They didn't even have the balls to make him wow. uh, part of the LGBTQI community. Yeah, that's really funny. The point that I'm making, though, is I think that pop culture is more important than just uh, film. I think that it's actually a way for us to watch um, society progress. And I think that we should keep these shows, even if they are 
even if they're racist or homophobic or problematic, not necessarily to celebrate them, but I think that it's important to be aware of where we've come from and what we've been through. Um, I think that if you are, if we remove shows like this from streaming platforms, it's almost like we are removing the struggle that older generations or that or, the, or that other people have been through during those periods of time. Um, because I think that if, if you have been through that struggle, it's so easy to go, like, if you're showing your kids, for example, hey, let's watch this show. This is what life was kind of like. Um, and I think that if we remove all of these things retroactively, retrospectively, we're almost deleting where we've come from and we're, we're, we're deleting those people's struggles. Do you agree with that at all? <sighs> yes. Take that as a no. Well, <laughs> no. Well, yes and no. Cause I don't, I, uh, when you position it that way, if someone goes back and a, a movie we always come back to is American pie, because you and right. I were like 13 or 14, maybe when that movie yeah. came out. And so it was like, Oh, I so badly want to be stifler. Or like right. those people. Yeah. So if you show those to your kids, are they just going to emulate the behavior that you had? Like you're not going to sit down and make your child watch a two hour long movie no. and sit there and every 10 seconds be like, well, that's wrong because of this. And that's wrong because of this. And again, I go back to the fact like they're, they're a private corporation and we can't rely on private mm. corporations to set our morals for us. Like you can go find those, but I mean, and there's always lines like there's, there's a reason that, Nobody goes back and watches all the propaganda movies that Hitler made, um, you know, in the 1940s and early 1930s, because there's there's lines that are crossed in society. And there's, is it um, Songs of the South, which is the really famous uh, Disney movie, which is super, super uh, racist and has heaps of racial profiling and stereotypes right. in it that has basically been eradicated. Uh, and they even went back and changed some of the lines in Aladdin because some of the lines yeah. in Aladdin were deemed to be uh, inappropriate or against people from the Middle East. Yeah, so, that's like, true. I don't think we can ever rely on, like, I am not a capitalist person and I don't believe in capitalism. So I don't think you can rely on capitalism to set the tone. And, and essentially, while I agree with you about pop culture, pop culture is routed in capitalism. It's whatever sells is then what dictates popular culture. But I think the statues one is is a really interesting conversation because I'm all for tearing down uh, racist statues. I, I think right. that... But what I would do, and like this is, you know, 31-year-old radio announcer Nick, like who gives a fuck what I would do. But what I would be doing is I would be putting a plaque that that explains the significance of what was there and why it was torn down. Because I don't, because okay. I don't think you can wipe out history. It's the same as whitewashing mm. history, right? Like, and I'm always uh, a pro, an agent of rebellion because I think generally through rebellion, it is people trying to reclaim power or reclaim some sense of status. Yeah, yeah, so, I, that makes sense. If uh, just to just to backtrack a little bit, because I guess we we're making the switch now into the statues conversation. If you haven't seen this in the news, there is a push by. Um, by people around the world, basically, to remove racist statues in the UK. Um, there's a big push to bring down a, a Winston Churchill statue um, in Australia. It's Captain Cook, and there's uh, dozens of them around it's America. really well. interesting because who is who is a racist and who isn't? I mean, that's where, like, mm. for me, there's a really obvious one. 
And that's uh, if you're up in Townsville, in North Queensland, Townsville, funnily enough, isn't named after a town. It's named after a bloke whose last name was Towns. And literally, there's a statue in the center of town. And I don't know, you lived up there as well, Tim. I don't know if you ever saw yeah. it and went and read it. But at the end of the little plaque, it, it says that he essentially was the father of blackbirding, which is which is slave trade in Australia. Um, wow. yeah, and it says that. that on the bottom. Uh, and, and what's it the name? That, what's what's it called? One more time. I think Black his what? name is Robert Towns, and blackbirding refers to uh, when uh, Australians, especially in Queensland, so yeah. probably renege on some of the things I said at the start of this podcast. But uh, they went up into the Torres Strait Islands and right. uh, took large numbers of the population from up there and relocated them to places like Bundaberg and Townsville, so that they could. Um, take part in uh, the sugarcane farming process and uh, essentially that resulted in two really negative aspects one was you've dislocated these people from their homes up in the Torres Strait Island uh, and made them slaves uh, because white men were deemed to not have the I can't remember the exact wording it's summed up fantastically in Bundaberg though but essentially like eh, it wasn't the work of white people um, wow. And then the second thing it did, though, was eradicate the original um, people from those lands or the original tribes from those lands uh, because they were forced out by the TI people because they were made to essentially fight against them and they weren't put into work. It's it's a really dark history and it's a really dark part of Australian Mm. history, which, uh, you know, a week and a half ago, our prime minister said never happened. Yeah, I mean that that just baffles me. So, um, I like where do you stand on the statues? Cuz I don't know where I stand on Win- like people like Winston Churchill yeah. and and people like Captain Cook, but I do know there is some obvious outright ones where you can go, yeah, this should be removed but should be remembered. Right. Yeah. I see the statues as being very different to the Netflix conversation. Um and the reason why I think that it's different is I think because I said previously, I think that these shows shouldn't be deleted from history mm. um, because they're a part of pop culture. And I think that we should be able to look back on them, um, even if we look back on them with different eyes. Um, I think that the statues should be removed. I don't know. It's very hard and we can get into where you draw those lines in a second. But I think the major difference between a statue and a TV show is a TV show is what it is it is until it until it's unto itself that's the whole thing when you make a tv show that's the tv show a statue is not the person or their acts a statue is a celebration of that person and their acts so i saw like an interesting thing on facebook somebody posted um and they said there are important historical things that we can look back on things like um, Auschwitz that you can still go and walk through. And they said, if Jewish people said we need to get rid of uh, places like this, then how can we learn about them? And the difference that I think they missed is that Auschwitz is the place that this, these atrocities happened. Whereas these statues are celebrations of these people. And so for that reason, I think that we need to, we need to do something about the statues um, so I do think that uh, a lot of these statues should be taken down. But in answer to your second question, where do you draw that line? It's so freaking hard because people like Winston Churchill, uh, who I'm only learning now about his um, kind of racist 
history. Did you know about this stuff? About no, Winston not Churchill's at all. No, I genuinely didn't until probably like you. I, I saw an article where people were like, ah, people are desecrating the Winston Churchill statue. And I was like, yeah. why? Isn't that the guy that saved the way? A lot of people think saved the world during the Second World War. <laughs> And this is the thing. Yeah, so Winston Churchill, it's coming out now. There's a belief that he was actually a white supremacist. He had said a lot of really awful things about um, people of color around the world. And he was a big believer in essentially like keeping the British race alive. Um, but in saying that, he, like you said, he, he literally was a huge factor in saving the world. And... I guess this is the question now is in an, like we live in the information age where we can find out so much about every single person that has lived and that is currently living. And it's just so hard because there are so many people who have had positive impacts on the world, be it historically or now, who also have negative things. And the question is, do we celebrate them? Can we celebrate just those aspects? I mean, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with celebrating the fact that we didn't lose World War II and that this singular person was a big part of that. But at the same time, I don't want to celebrate these other aspects of him. Okay, to play devil's advocate, do we, yeah. um, uh, do we wipe out the pyramids of Giza? <laughs> I'm no, I'm being, I'm being genuine though. At some point, all societies swallow themselves, don't they? And we know for a fact that the pyramids and the Sphinx were built by slaves. Yeah. So yeah. does that mean we need to like? I this is, I, and I'm not saying I'm on either side of the argument. I'm just playing mm. devil's advocate. Like, are we looking back at ancient civilizations now as well and saying that slavery was involved in the construction of those things? Therefore, should they be destroyed? I did I really love. So. Can I just I say th- the point you made earlier was fantastic as yeah. well around celebration as opposed to commemoration? Right. Because I think, have you been to Auschwitz? No, I've actually been to Germany. And if this is your first time listening, by the way, my family is Jewish. So um, that's a it's a big that's a big thing for me. And I've mm. been um, I've been to Berlin and I I didn't want to do it. And it's harrowing. I, it's 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 I've only ever had that feeling twice. And it was there mm. and Pearl Harbor. And and from people I've spoken, I've never been to um, the Twin Towers in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the site where that occurred, and for it, it's yeah. you you get this overwhelming sense of just absolute despair and misery, and and I actually um, I didn't cry at Auschwitz, but I did cry at um, Pearl Harbor, and I think that the only difference between those two things was age for me, and and being a thirty year old at Pearl Harbor as opposed to an eighteen year old at Auschwitz, and having I mean, you know a bit more understanding of life. You know what's interesting, though, is that these two things that you've spoken about were both like attacks on um, people that we Freedom, human rights, I guess. I don't know. Well, I was also going to say like on modern America and on the Jewish people, which are both uh, cultural groups that we both have a strong connection with. Mm. And it's really interesting that for us, those two places are things that... um, have such a heavy spot in our hearts and in our minds. And for a person of color living in America, um, if you, if you're, if you're black and you're living in America, 
you would have that same feeling looking at one of these statues. I mean, these people that went through so much really not that long ago. Um, it really, yeah, it, it just brings it back to, I, I do think that the statues, um, I don't know, they, we need to do something. I don't mind your plaque idea. I also think maybe the statues could be removed and instead of history, because the history is not going to be deleted when you remove a statue. Maybe if they were rehomed in some sort of museum where these people can be remembered for the things that they achieved, but also it can be viewed in a more, um, I don't know, like a 360 setting where all of the information is available. I don't know about that. What do you think? Oh man, it's so hard. It's such a hard conversation. It's like we were saying yeah. earlier. It's so. Yeah. It's so. I actually don't know what the answer is, and I don't know. You can you can talk around and around and around. I don't think that we should have statues because statues is as when when you talk statues, we're actually talking about something that has existed for uh, millennia. Like we're yeah. not talk. We're not. We're no longer talking about like statues are something that Napoleon coveted. And Hitler covered it, and yeah. every yeah. every. And when I say great, I think it's understood that I don't mean uh, great. You don't mean wonderful. It. You mean no. hugely impactful. Hugely, every hugely impactful his, uh, leader throughout history has coveted building statues because that's what will be remembered in thousands of years' time. That's why the pyramids exist. That's why different things exist, mm. and it's and it's also one of the first things that we tear down as a society, like Hitler. Uh, adamantly towards the end wanted to destroy Paris and it was but for a few people. Um, and there's those weird sliding doors moments in history as well, like the, uh, in terms of the Pearl Harbor as well. Uh, the, uh, Hiroshima wasn't the first place that um, America wanted to nuke. It was actually uh, another major city in Japan. Um, I don't think it was Tokyo. I think it might have been Kyoto. And bar one general he honeymooned there and loved the city and that's the reason they rerouted it like there's these sliding doors moments in history where these giant things exist for generations to see um and so it's it's like but as a society it's our choice but what i can understand is why uh there might be older people that freak Mm. out because you're literally trying to erase a part of what the fabric of their time was so it's a, it's a really contentious discussion. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have correct answers, but I genuinely don't know that we even will come to decisions on it in our lifetime, to be perfectly honest. It's like I was, I was having a conversation with my dad the other day and he said he was making the point of like, well, this won't be solved. He, he was saying, what would you expect this to be solved? And I said, no, I actually, you know, uh, in terms of for our First Nations people here in Australia, it's been what 270 years of atrocities committed against their people and, and, and actively in the past century times where we have tried to, when I say we, I mean, yeah, my yeah. ancestors uh, uh, tried to breed them out of existence. Um, it, I, why wouldn't it take 200 years for this to get better? Yeah. You know what? But, but the little steps we take now, hopefully will be magnified throughout generations to come. Yeah. I did come up with one solution that I thought I, I would float with you. I've Chris Lilly statue as Jonah in the middle of, in, the, in the middle of Sydney. As high as as high as Stefan's needle in Brisbane. 
<laughs> You've taken my punchline because I was going to say something funny then, actually. I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say every statue taken down should be replaced with a uh, bronze Beyonce statue because I think <laughs> she's the only person that we can agree is literally just the best from whatever angle you look. I don't think there's a person that doesn't like her. I don't think it's possible. She's done nothing wrong ever. Imagine and it doesn't... what her fall from grace will be. Because we all have like, yeah. we've yeah. all got skeletons. We do. <laughs> We do, and and I don't want to bring it back all the way down again. But this is why, like the question of, well, who do you, who would you make a statue of today? Because there are so many people who have such positive impacts, but who also have done such terrible. Oh things man, if you well. aren't retroactively delete, like I mean, just look at Facebook mm. uh, memories. I am totally guilty of retroactively deleting stuff out of my Facebook because I'm like, well, I'm not proud of that. Ten years ago, yeah. ten years ago. Let's just say Nick and his friend group loved to throw the word homo around and I'm certainly yeah, right. not proud of it, but that's part of growth as a human, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, we've seen that, like, would could you make a statue of Kevin Hart? I mean, he's somebody who has done some incredible things, uh, some great and huge charity work for black communities in terms of financial education and free university and things like that, has also had problems with exactly that, was stripped of... Uh, hosting the Oscars because of it and adultery um, from all from for all. Don't quote. I'm pretty sure didn't he get done for yeah, having his hand got, in the I cookie jar twice. as well? I think twice. Yeah, there's been videos, <laughs> but there are so many of these people now. Yeah, but there's and... people we know not. Like, yeah, a Kevin Hart statue might fly. You're probably not going to see an R. Kelly one. Like, no. yeah, <laughs> he hasn't done anything good. <laughs> no, I know, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah, there's. Yeah. It's so hard. Do you think that it's possible to celebrate one aspect of a person? Like, let's say hypothetically, let's talk, let's say Kobe Bryant, for example. Well, I was about to say he's the prime example. He's a prime example. We we do it in sport all the time. All the time. Is it possible? I mean, Kobe Bryant, the world was shocked and the world cried when he died. He had done huge charity work. Um, I was looking at his his organization to help um, underprivileged kids play basketball Helped has helped 72,000 kids. Um, that's getting kids off the street into basketball programs. Also, if you didn't know, Kobe Bryant 100% uh, was a part of a sexual assault case. Of which did he did he plead guilty or did he settle out of court? And settled out pay? of court. Settled settled right. privately. Um, right. So he paid paid somebody out. Yeah. Let's talk Kobe Bryant. Could you have could you have a statue for him for the thousands of kids that he's helped? Oh, they do. I'm pretty sure they do, don't they? At the front of the Staples Center. Uh, and if do they, they don't, they will very soon. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, like for me, yeah, I I think that yeah, you can celebrate one it's aspect so of someone, and and like because not all of not every part of us is good. Not every yeah. part of every human is good, and this comes back to immortalizing people. And it's something that has been a recurring theme through our podcast, where we say people get put up on a pedestal and then so yeah. quickly get knocked down because we look into them a bit further and go yeah, but this is dodgy and this is dodgy and this is dodgy. Like this says more about the human psyche than it does about individuals' actions, I think. And it says more about how much we want to see, like, and if you want to go super deep and take it back to a religious aspect, how much we want to see uh, uh, deities. Yeah, exactly. Walk amongst us. 
and yeah. how badly we want to we want to think that people deserve to be immortalized and how badly we think that people deserve to be put up on a pedestal because that gives us something to look to it gives us a guidance maybe the so what so is the answer to finish putting people on pedestals do we literally just say it's a ridiculous idea and the uh, even the concept of immortalizing someone through a statue is 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 dumb. It's yeah, but I think we as humans, like but that's part of our human needs on a basic level is as humans, we need to worship something. Previously, it was a, a lot more religion. Now mm. it's a, now people worship sports. Now people worship popular culture. Now people worship uh, uh, Instagram. Like it's, it's a fundamental need that has recurred again and again and again. And that's the thing. Human emotions and human needs have not changed. Just the means in which we access them has changed. And if we're robbing ourselves of those experiences, like it's just, mate, it's just a cycle. We just go around in circles. I hate to say it. We all want to be unique. We are so not. Um, and like, if you go back to quotes from Socrates and from the great philosophers, you can, you can live those out today. There is some incredible quotes where you go, we really genuinely have not changed. The human brain has not improved dramatically yeah. over thousands of years. Just the means in which we communicate and the, the way in which we access those. It's, it's like, man, take it back to South Park that with the flying spaghetti monster episodes, like we, we'll just be worshiping different varieties that, of science. Yeah, a, a reference that I'm sure not everybody will get. But yes, yeah, watch it. Crazy They're great episodes. <laughs> All right, we've gone we've gone longer than we normally do. I, I it's a huge huge topic. Um, I I would love to know what people think though. I would if um I yeah please if, get into get in grow get involved in the group. Uh, the Facebook yeah. group. Get onto there because uh, it would be amazing to know what people think. If you've made it this long, congratulations. Uh, this has gone super deep. Yeah. And um, hey, thanks for Sarah. Thanks to Sarah for kicking it off as well. If you've got things that you think are happening in the news that you want us to pull apart or do our best with, hit us up on our Facebook page as well. That's the end of the episode. I'll see you next week, Nick. Bye.